Welcome back to another episode of the Listen to Lamb Chop podcast. This is your host, Gavin Lamb, and joined with me today is the man, the myth, the legend, Cody Spence. Hello. What's up, man? How are you? What's up? I'm fantastic. It seems like it was... Thanks, man. I'm practicing, you know? I'm trying to get better each time. Um, So... You know, it just feels like it was just yesterday when we were doing a podcast, and, uh, you know, I, I, I like that, you know? I like that it feels like it hasn't been too long since we sat down and discussed a topic. Yeah, like, you know, less than 12 hours. Oh, so you mean it doesn't just feel like yesterday, but it actually was yesterday? Last night. It was last night. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We filmed a podcast last night. We're filming one right now, and... um. This is the way you have to do it sometimes when you have busy work schedules. You don't know when you're going to be able to have someone scheduled for the podcast. And you don't know what is going to happen from day to day. If you can knock out two podcasts in one visit, then why not, right? Oh, yeah. Um, today, we decided to talk about something kind of, I guess, I don't know if it's untraditional. I don't know how many people are actually out there talking about this or not. But um, <clears throat> basically, we're talking about childhood imagination. Are on a personal level, like our childhood imagination, basically. I guess how it <clears throat> like adapted over the years, or yeah, I mean it, it, anything and everything about okay. like our childhood imagination, as far as like how we played with our toys, what we imagined when we were in certain situations, like in the woods or the beach or um, at a friend's house, if there was anything like you imagined that you were doing. Um, like a war zone or something like that. You know, just crazy stuff that you think of when you're a kid That's that keeps things fresh and interesting. And somehow, when you become an adult, you lose a little bit of that. It seems like you lose a little bit of that imagination sometimes when you have so much going on and so much responsibility. Yeah, responsibility. That's true. Responsibility is like what kind of takes away from a lot of that imagination and freedom, it seems. Um, but you don't have to let it be that way. You have to find time for your imagination, your creativity, and fun time. So, uh, yeah, guys, that's the topic for the day. We're about to get right into it right now, the meat and potatoes of everything, and uh, just kind of have like a friendly discussion and uh, story time on how uh, exactly we imagined things were back when we were kids. So, uh what comes to mind, Cody? Right off the top of your head, like off, stuff that you used to do. Is... Off the top of my head. Uh, so, <clears throat> well, uh, we used to have this uh, piece of land, uh, you know, that's been in our family for a long time. So we'll go out there, uh, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. And uh, at the time, I don't, I don't know, I was maybe 10, 12, may- maybe a little bit older. Uh, but uh, do you remember the old. Like back when Call of Duty every year would put out like two or three a new new at least one new game a year. Yeah, but like they were all November. yeah, like they were always like World War Two. Oh yeah, games. yeah for sure. So they had a they had a very long streak of doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, like so so every time we'd uh, go out to this property, I'd you know I mean it's like sixty ish, sixty six yeah. acres or something like that. So I'd go out there by myself. You know, might have the dog with me. And uh, there's like this uh, this ditch, yeah, this deep ditch, man. I thought I was like in Normandy or something. <laughs> Normandy in a yeah. trench, just going yeah, through the it trenches. Was intense, man. It was fun. <clears throat> yeah, man. I I definitely relate to that. I definitely played war out in the woods sometimes. I remember like even like 
in middle school, we would go out there and pretend like we were in battle with like paintball guns and stuff. Oh, I know. And that. wear like a ca- all camouflage, little decked out Tipman ninety eight custom, just ba 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 ba, just popping shots. And like there was this like a uh, there was actually this place that was like an undeveloped neighborhood, and like it, they just hadn't started to like build on it yet but they was all like plotted out and everything and they were like manholes but there was like the ones that were sticking out of the ground not going in mm-hmm. and so it looked like a turret and <laughs> you could actually lift the manhole cover off uh, and go oh, in there nice like a and there was bunker. like a yeah it was a little bunker and there was like a little creek in there with like the you know the the pipe but it wasn't enough water you could stand down there as gravel and then there was a little slot up near the top so we put the top back on and then there was a slot and you put your rifle you put your tipman or your paintball gun barrel right out the side. You just wait for them to come up and you just pop shots. And when they started popping shots back, I mean, you had your face guard on, but you also had the cover from like the turret. And it was like the coolest thing because mm-hmm. we, we thought we were like in a war zone. Like there had never been houses there, but to us, it was like the houses have been blown up. This is a dead zone. And like it's just using your imagination, man. And like it was just so fun. Like I just, I'll never forget like those crazy, crazy times. Um, I also used to remember going to the beach as a kid and like after seeing movies like cast away and stuff like that, I would pretend like I was washed up. Like I would just like, there'd be hundreds of people on the beach with us, but in my mind I was all alone and I was being washed up on this beach and I would like let the waves literally wash me up on the beach and be like, well, okay, what do I do now? I need to find water. And, you know, obviously it was just as easy for me to run up and be like, hey, mom, give me the water from the cooler, please. <laughs> Is there any coconuts or bananas? We got to find them. Will you help me build a shelter? And it's like, uh, we're going to go home in just a little bit. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is Castaway. Uh, keep a but, uh, journal. Yeah. the Yeah. I uh, met with the uh, native population. They were kind enough to give me water. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I can't believe I never, like, took a volleyball with me or something and had, like, a friend. But, uh. Yeah, I remember this, every Spalding. scenario. Yeah, Spalding. <laughs> every uh, scenario that I can remember as a kid, I had some sort of imaginary situation going on. Mm. And a lot of it, you know, I mean, it stems from the very beginning. I mm. mean, when you're just playing with your toys oh, yeah. as a little kid and you're watching TV shows and stuff, you have action figures and all of a sudden like your family's watching a Western, you're automatically with your action figures you're playing cowboys and indians yeah and then when you're acting like that too like man we used to create so many battles so many Mm -hmm. battle scenarios and and shootouts and stuff with our gi joes i remember it got to a point where we would spend two hours setting it up by the time it was time for us to actually have the battle we'd be like all right let's go do something else and we were like what well you know i had more fun doing that like actually setting up the battlefield with with the little army men yeah sure i, I mean i had fun doing that and then you know when it was time to actually have the battle eh, well i mean it was over in like 10 because, seconds yeah it was over it was <laughs> over because everybody got shot or blown up or something and you had this big like grand idea of what was going to happen and then it just took so it didn't take very long at all but I, there was another situation that always happened with me and my friends is where we'd set up this giant giant like set up of this battlefield good guys versus bad guys Derek's guys versus Devin's guys versus my guys three-way battlefield coming in this way they set up a bunch of stuff and then it became a literal battle of the imagination because we would argue we start to argue about no 
He did not get shot by his arrows. There's no way. My guy had a magic arrow dome shield on, and then this guy had a jetpack, so there's no way he got hit by his bullets. And there, no, uh-uh. And this guy can freeze that guy because he's he's part of the X-Men. And they're like, no, that does, that's not right. We're playing G.I. Joes. You can't have X-Men in the G.I. Joes. And I said, yes, you can. If he's an X-Man character, yes, you can. Uh-huh. And, like, <laughs> we would just battle each other. And so, like, I think that was part of the reason, like, why we would start setting up. And then an hour, hour and a half later, we'd be like, all right, let's go uh, skateboard. Or let's go play a video game, Nintendo 64, or something like that. Because we knew that once it got to battle time, there was no way we were all going to agree on what actually happened. Yeah. But one of the coolest things we ever did was find a bunch of old cinder blocks and put them out near the creek. We leveled this little spot out and put them out there. And then we found like a place like going up the creek that had a bunch of beautiful green moss. And so we took that up and that was the rooftop and the sidings. And we made this awesome castle fort oh, nice. for our action figures. And uh sad thing was we left a bunch of them down on the rocks in the actual like ditch area mm. and uh we went in to play for a couple hours and came back out and it had monsooned so every single one of our gi joes got washed down the the, the, the oh, ditch filled up with water and it washed them all and like we found some then that were underneath rocks we found some a couple days later and then a couple years later when we weren't even playing with gi joes anymore we found a couple and then there's some that we never found <laughs> but it was just insane like they all literally got washed away by a flood because oh. it was like, I, I can't imagine, uh, speaking of imagination, put yourself in those G.I. Joe's situation in that spot. It's like, the flood is coming. It's a coming a flood. <laughs> like, and those poor guys, some of them hunkered down. Some of them got washed away, never seen again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, I mean, that's it. That was the extent. Like, there was no limit on your childhood oh, imagination. No. You could do anything and be anything and in any situation with any toy create what you wanted to happen now, that's the beautiful thing see with me though like i mean like i had toys but my imagination uh i didn't really use a lot of toys as far as imagination mine was yeah. more of just like just going out and doing stuff but like so i was one of those weird kids who uh you know if you saw me outside i had a stick yeah a stick in my hand it was a gun or a sword <laughs> or a staff or something. But uh when I was younger, uh, you know, you know, I played a lot of golf. Yeah. And you know, grew up you know, my dad played golf, my brother played golf, stuff like that. So we'd go out and play. And I, I mean I was young. I got tired, I got kinda of bored quick. Yeah. And I wasn't great back then either. I mean I'm not great now, but Yeah. <laughs> uh You're better. Yeah, I'm better. Uh, but, uh, we'd go and we'd, you know, I'd play about four, six holes and then I'd get ill or mad or tired or something. And so I would just go out Always there getting angry and tired. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would, uh, I would just go and play in the woods and just kind of follow my dad and my brother while they played. And, you know, that, that was like a whole scenario, you know, like that was back when like Star Wars, like the, uh, the third episode came out. Yeah. Uh, and it had like the clips of all like the, the you know the Clone Wars and all that kind of stuff going on. So I'd imagine I was like you know I was part of this like this team who had to go through this you know these woods and go capture these certain areas uh, on the golf course. It was pretty fun. 
That sounds like a blast. Um, you, you're talking about like using stuff as like golf clubs and everything, or like using a golf club. Oh yeah, we used to find that was my long rifle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we used to find like we used to find old golf clubs and fire pokers and just big sticks and run out in the woods and pretend that we were the the main crew from Lord of the Rings. And we were out there in a forest full of like these dead trees, kicking dead trees down, stabbing the fire pokers in there, pretend like all those trees were orcs. <laughs> and we were just in a battle with these orcs. And yeah. like, they were everywhere. So yeah, you were surrounded. We, you know, we, it, it was wild. So that was one, some of the most fun. I remember like, because I was always the chubby kid, they always made me be Gimli the dwarf. Like the big fat round like dwarf, and I was like, "No, man, I want to be Legolas, man. Legolas is a bad dude, man." Well, Derek was always super skinny, had long blonde hair down in the middle of his back, and he was like, he would do stuff and jump from heights and do like front rolls and stuff, stuff that like none of the rest of us would do anyway. So I mean, he was already cooler than the rest of us. So he was by nature he was Legolas. Devin had long brown hair, so he was Aragon. And then some other, whoever else was with us at the time would just pick someone else. And then I was like, man, just, I want to be a hobbit, dude. But then like when I got older, I know, like when we got older though, I realized like how cool Gimli was. Like he was, he was a bad dude too. And like he was taking out people with that battle axe and everything. Oh, he's definitely cooler than, than any hobbit. Oh yeah, dude. He was, he was going, he was going ham on these dudes, on these orcs all the time. And so... I remember like how cool he was. We weren't playing Imagination Lord of the Rings anymore, but like I kind of wanted to. I'm like, hey, I'll be Gimli. I'll be Gimli, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll do it. Can we just play? Nah, dude. Just play the, the, the uh, PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, nah, going outside's no longer fun. Uh, yeah, I think that that's another thing, though, about how our childhood imagination in some ways not got cut short necessarily, but kind of got interfered with by um, the outside source of video games because it teaches you, or like your imagination, you you had imagination with video games, but there's also like these set rules within the video game. But I think that a lot of video games like Game Boys and Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo, a lot of that stuff took time away from us actually using our imagination well, yeah, um, we were was, in a set parameter of yeah, stuff to play guided. with. Like it told you what the story was. It yeah, told yeah. you who you are. This is what's going on. You know, so you couldn't kind of like recreate it, or like you couldn't, right. you couldn't kind of guide it, or. But that is the beauty lead of lead it the way you want it to go. That's the coolest thing about open world games, though, is that you can actually start is, using yeah. a lot of your own imagination in there within the parameters of this big open digital world. You know, like. Like GTA, like Grand Theft Auto, it's like a you know it's obviously like terrible game morally, but you can have so much fun just riding around, driving cars, airplanes, boats, four wheelers, bicycles. Like you can do a lot. Yeah, you can hang glide down mountains. I mean, you can do whatever you want to in that game, and that's like the coolest part about it is that the freedom and the imagination that you can have while playing games like that. Um. But yeah, man, I mean, I think it was endless. I remember being in the mountains, and uh, every time we'd go up there, I'd get probably a new, like, coonskin cap, some deer moccasins, and I'd be walking through the woods with my little my little bow and my arrows, and I thought that I was going to find another tribe of Indians 
or that cowboys were going to come after me or something. Like, I thought that that was real. To Like, in my mind, it was real, and I had to get back to safety. So you were the Indian growing sometimes, up. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes. I mean, I guess sometimes I'd be the cowboy. I when was I was younger, I was the cowboy, I think, because I always had cowboy hats around and, like, these really cool, like, chaps. Like, for, like, a little kid, I had, like, a cowboy-based party at one point. Um, it was probably actually Toy Story theme, like okay. Woody or something. But No buzz. I don't know, man. I was always a Woody guy. Okay. I was always uh, Woody. I liked I liked Woody over Buzz when I was when I was little. Now I think of them as equals. I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for Woody. Yeah, I mean, poor guy. He just wanted to be loved, and he was so threatened by anything that came in between him and Andy. But and it didn't last long either. No, but you know what? That's a whole. That's a whole other podcast right there. <laughs> We'll have to get into that, the psychological <laughs> antics of uh, Woody and Buzz from Toy Story. You know, hit, the, hit that like button if you want to see that happen. Uh, but for sure, I mean, childhood imagination can take you to so many places. You can literally do anything you want to. But yeah, I mean, I played the Cowboys and the Indians. We played any, any movie that you thought that you could portray, you did. I remember one time me and Devin took uh, a, the little John boat out like late at night we were camping we were supposed to be just camping out there in the field but we actually went to the the pond and did your parents know that no no not at all were um, they after this yes yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh you know we're 20 we're almost 30 now so i mean you can try to spank us i guess <laughs> uh anyway apologies about this but anyway we snuck to the pond we put the john boat in which actually if anyone's going to be upset about it, it's gonna be devin's uncle it's his boat but <laughs> so we put the boat in we took it to the center and we threw the anchor out and apparently the anchor wasn't actually at the bottom like we thought we were still kind of slowly drifting we right. didn't know this because when we went out to the center it was very very foggy it was like three in the morning <laughs> super super foggy around us so we didn't know where we exactly where we were in the pond but we thought we had gone to the center we threw the anchor out we were just gonna sit there and just be like man this is spooky this is so cool we're out here like we're like on a ship or on a boat all alone we're out here like in the wilderness in this water and like there could be monsters out there like you could hear a splash or something you'd be like oh, what was that what was that what was that <laughs> it's so like i remember it was just so cool and then all of a sudden like all of a sudden something started to hit our sides and poke us and we started to scream we were just like ah, no, no. we realized we had actually drifted back to the bank and there was a bunch of tree limbs and stuff starting to poke us. But gosh, when it you was think that you're, foggy, when you, yeah, when you think you're in the middle and all of a sudden something starts to hit you, you really start freaking oh, out. Oh man! So yeah, so that was scary. <laughs> we learned our lesson the hard way with that. So I mean, any punishment our parents would have given us for going out there, I think we already scared the crap out of ourselves just by <laughs> doing it. Uh, so we never did that again. But I remember in the moment going out, kind of feeling like Tom and Hunk Finn, just kind of going out there. It, it felt. It was fun. So, um, but yeah, dude, uh, you got any more stories? Uh, none that I can think of or I think of off the uh, top, uh, top of my head, but, uh, let me see. I mean, growing up for me, mostly, uh, it was always kind of like a Star Wars kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, a certain, certain age. I'd be like a like a Jedi or something, and 
Oh, definitely. Always. Always, uh, always imagining yeah, yeah. Star Wars uh, for sure. Um, going back to the uh, the Call of Duty, uh, like World War Two era of them always, you know, making those kind of games. Uh, there's there there uh, there's one game. Uh, there's like a mission where you're a uh, pilot. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was young, and we, uh, <laughs> me, and my brother was going up to my uh, grandmother's, uh, which we did every uh, every Friday night. Yeah. And it, it and it was already dark at this point. So, you know, I pile in the car, and for some reason, my mind just clicked, and that was a I was a World War Two pilot, and we were flying from 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 uh, <laughs> from London to, you know, Paris or something like that. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty that's, fun. That's what's it's always so fun, man, because it, it, like like we were, keep saying, it's limitless. Like I remember what you were talking about, like with Star Wars. We up like me and my little cousins always had like the. The toy lightsabers. I even mm. have one. I still got one right up there on the shelf. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, we used to take those out and just have, like, intense sword battles with them. Like, yeah, we probably could have taken a fencing class, and we probably would have won because we went like, we went into some, like, intense sword battles with the lightsabers. Um, that was also another thing, though, that you would get into a creative battle about was, no, you lost that arm. That arm's chopped off. I have a lightsaber. Like, you, your arm is gone, and that piece of wood's gone, and when I cut that, that fell and crushed him. You're dead, too. And it's like, <laughs> you just have these arguments that had, that like, had no basis to anybody else. Like, they, obviously, it didn't happen in the physical realm, so you couldn't really prove it. But in your mind, it's like, no, that's what happened. I know it did. Don't argue with me about it. And then the other person that you're arguing with would but think I the jump exact back same and I push it at you. And oh, yeah, blah, they'd blah, be blah. like, I did a triple backflip onto this platform that was hovering with a jetpack while that got cut. And so the bridge that I was standing on that you cut the ropes to no longer matter. And they'd be like, well, touche. But uh, but then you ran out of gas. <laughs> it was like, so you would just continue and continue. There was like, no rules. These. It was just... Was, no, no rules at all. It was just it was just banter and just yelling at each other for no reason because you thought that you were right. Um, so I just wanted to look up real quick uh, something on here about why is the imagination important in child development. Imagination aids in the development of social, emotional, creative, physical, lingual, and problem-solving skills in children. These were important skills to the to develop in early childhood as they can be good markers for understanding a child's overall development. So imagination overall is very, very healthy for everyone. Everyone's got it. Everyone needs to use it. And uh, it can be very, very um, positive for the development of your, your natural life. Mm. So um, I think that the world would be a much more boring place without creativity and the imagination. And there would be so much stuff that we wouldn't have in the modern realm. Like we wouldn't have, I mean, have... just think about everything. I mean, in this room. Yeah. I mean, somebody had somebody imagined imagine it. it first yeah. and then put it to action. Or like the wheel, you know? Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. The wheel. That's I mean, they had huge. to sit there and think about, you know, well, we got this issue. We got to figure out a way well, to I make don't it like, easier. I don't like flipping this box over and over and over <laughs> again until we get there. This is 40 miles of just flipping a box on one side over and over and over. If we can make it easier by rolling it, 
What if that that, that could that could have been a conversation that happened? It might have been. They were I'm like, sure oh, all these darn straight edges on everything. Why's everything got to be squared off? Hey, don't quote me on this, but uh, potato chips. Potato chips. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> all right, I won't quote you on that. I say that word sometimes too. <laughs> okay. So no, yeah, potato no. chips. Uh, so what I have heard, I've not officially researched it, but so what. What I heard was that potato chips were invented by, I believe it was a uh, French chef, and somebody went into his restaurant and and ordered like potato slices, right? Yeah. They wanted wanted it super thin. super thin, yeah. And so he did it, and they said no thinner. So he did it even thinner, no thinner. So the chef got mad, and just shaved it. out of spite, made it as thin as possible yeah. and invented the, the potato chips i definitely i've definitely heard that i've heard that on uh gosh what was that there was a disney channel original movie years ago called the luck of the irish mm-hmm. and the guy's grandfather in that movie was i think like a leprechaun or something <laughs> but like he had a potato chip factory because years ago that was the story they gave too is that he just cut them he cut them really thin. He cut them so thin he fried them in the kettle, and they were the first potato chips. <laughs> and so, like, I've heard stuff like that before, but, I mean, who knows? Like, you, you you never know. Like, people that did invent certain food things, like, how do they know? You know? Like, how do you – like, people gave them all credit, but, like, how do they know that that was the actual first person that ever did something like that? That you know? is true. You know what I mean? That like, is true. Someone could have done it. Someone could have done it for thousands of years in their own family and just never told anybody. Oh, yeah. Like, they were just eating them. But, I mean, you know, who knows? Um, I also looked up why is imagination important for adults. Um, It says that it influences everything we do, think about, and create. It's kind of like what we were just talking about. Um, It leads to elaborate theories, dreams, and inventions in any profession from the realms of academia to engineering and the arts. Ultimately, imagination influences everything we do regardless of our profession. Imagination is the key to innovation. So, I mean, that's true. It's not only important for children to have uh, imagination for their development, but it's also important for adults to maintain imagination for innovation in everyday processes and everyday life. And no matter, like like what it said, no matter what your profession. So, uh, I think that's pretty neat. Um, everybody needs a little bit of imagination in their life. Everybody needs to... Uh, feel free sometimes, you know, and I think your imagination can free you from the realm of what we said at the very beginning of this, which is responsibilities that kind of cloud the mind and take hold. And, uh, you have all these obligations on a daily basis, but if you're able to just kind of be free and have your imagination, like even now, dude, being 29 years old, when I'm like on the floor in my living room just playing with my yeah, son. Yeah, I'm about to say being a dad now. Like, do you feel like you have to have more of a, a imagination than oh, you did yeah, before? Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. Because I like right now, he's only like almost 17 months old. So, like, he still isn't like verbalizing every single thing. But I know like what he's doing is something like imagine, like he's using his imagination to do this thing and he thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. And I don't know exactly what he's doing. But I'm using my imagination along with them, and I have a blast, and I feel like a little kid again, and it's the coolest thing. That's kind of how you have to understand your child, too, right? Oh, yeah, man. You just have to put yourself in their shoes and, like, 
I mean, there's what so. What could he be thinking right now? What is he asking? Yeah, yeah. Like you, he... you want to know, like what? What is he trying to tell me right now? First of all, second of all, like what is he thinking? But I also know that it's not going to be too much longer before I'm like, I know exactly what he's saying, like what he's thinking, and I know exactly what he's saying because now he won't stop talking. Because that's what everyone tells me. Like, you want your kid to start talking until they do, and then you want them to shut up <laughs> because they never stop. So, uh, you know, I'm still looking forward to it regardless, though, because I can't be wait. funny, though. Oh, gosh, it's yeah. Gonna I'm going to have to, like, watch what I say on, like, a regular basis, <laughs> even more than I do already, because you never want them to say something stupid or embarrassing. Hey, if he you. does, just, I, I just blame on mom. Yeah, yeah. His mother. You tell you? His mother says stuff like that all the time. I don't know. I've I've had to t- I've had to talk to her several times, but I, as the father, would never have said that. <laughs> never. Uh, yeah, dude. So I mean, definitely. Um, I think it comes a point in your adult life where, as soon as you think you might start losing some of that freedom, and you're just bound and chained up by all these responsibilities, and you feel like your imagination has been stuffed in a, like a dusty closet or something for a long time. There's certain things in life that happen to you and your imagination and all your dreams and stuff that you had imagined in the past, um, are all starting to come true. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing because you don't even think about that. You even outside of the realm of imagination for, for play and just interest and just like, Oh, I wonder what would happen this you also always are imagining as a, as a kid and an adolescent, what's my adult life going to look like? What am I, what am I going to be doing in two years? What am I going to be doing in five years, 10 years? What well, am I going to look like in 20 years? Right. And like so, now you do it like more on a serious level. Like, like how could I better my life? You know, like, you know, if I had, you know, this amount of money, what could I do with it to better my life? Or, oh yeah, I mean know, definitely you'll think about that like, that like imaginative like imagination like wise like what if I what if I did win the lottery yeah. like what what would my life look like then of course but like as far as just like planning what a regular life would look like um it's wild because a lot of the stuff that I imagined has come true maybe didn't look like exactly how I thought it would or exactly how my life, I never, you know, cause you never know, but maybe my life doesn't look like exactly how I thought or imagined it would at this point in my life. But man, it, it seems like it's going, like it's going great. And no matter, I think that it was healthy for me to have an imagination and think about those things ahead of time though, because now that I'm in it and I'm living it, I'm like, this is crazy. Now I'm, now I'm thinking about where am I going to be in the next 20 years? What am I going to be in the next 40 years? Am I, you know, and even if like, even if I don't live long enough, I still imagine myself being an old man playing with my grandkids and I haven't even lived the life with my son yet all the way. You know, it's like, so I don't know. I mean, it's cool. I mean, your imagination never stops turning, right? And like, like what they say, you use it every single day, regardless of anything. What you do, your profession, what you think about, you're constantly imagining things. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. It's it, imagination, like you said before, when we mentioned the wheel. Mm-hmm. Imagination is a wheel that like never stops turning. Oh yeah. So I think it's pretty cool, man. You got any final thoughts? Uh, 
Not really, except, uh, I mean, I, I mean, do you feel sorry for, for, uh, people? For Woody? Our age. Yeah, <laughs> Woody too, man. Yeah. But no, people like our age or maybe a little bit older who just seems like they have no imagination. Always serious all the time. Yeah, man. I think they're. Uh, I understand that there is a time to be serious, and there is a time. Yeah, to there's a time and place for everything. Done. I that's, get that. That's biblical, you know. There's a time and place you know. for everything in every situation, but. But at the same time, you know. There's no need for anyone to be cynical or negative or too serious about life. Um, I think it. A lot of it depends on who you are as a person and what you do, but at the same time even if you are a negative person or maybe it seems like you don't have an imagination, you know that deep down there's there's got to be times where they're imagining something different or maybe want to have a deeper or a more, more fun imagination. And, like, who knows? Maybe they have that in a different way. Maybe they just don't like to show it openly, you know? Right. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think, I mean, I, I don't feel bad for them necessarily. I just know that. As far as my creativity and my imagination, I just try to do me. It works let, for you. Yeah, it works for me. I just try to do me and let other people do them. And if, you know, if as long as their lack of imagination or negativity is not bothering me in my life in any way, I, you know, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Good point. Uh, however, though, uh, guys, for closing thoughts for me, I'd say just um, never lose your imagination. Never feel like you're too old or in too bad of a position to have your imagination and to have your creativity just always embrace it because it's part of our freedom it's part of being alive and uh part of our early childhood development as well as being an adult and growing and learning and just living life you're always going to need your imagination and uh creativity guys so just uh, keep that in mind. I think it's something that we don't think about too often. I think that we just kind of let that go naturally as it goes. But, you know, if you think you're in a, a creative rut or you maybe you just don't use your imagination, like childlike ima- imagination like you used to, try it out, man, because you can re-harness that and relive it and have some great, great times, even as an adult for the rest of your life. Um, use that imagination, guys. Keep it turning. Keep the wheel going. So that's it for the uh, episode number four, Listen to Lamb Chop. If you want to watch this episode of Listen to Lamb Chop, go check us out at Gavin Lamb TV on YouTube. And, uh, guys, just uh, much love, and I will see you on the next one. Peace out.